Hello, and welcome to Mika Straight Up, created with support from Bank of America. And I'm just wondering, <clears throat> Donnie, should we tell them? I think we should tell them. We should absolutely tell them. No, I don't know. I don't. I don't think. Okay, I feel this like this is like just dropping the mask off after 15 years of beating the crap out of you on television. I think I, I think people need you because I'm asked that question all the time. I, I literally, literally today, <laughs> I was having lunch with my mother, mm -hmm. and and it was, my mother lives in a a, a building with a, in a complex yeah. that's mostly old people. Yeah. And so this lovely old lady comes up to me and says, "I love you when I'm on I love the Fridays you're on." She goes, "Why is Mika so mean to you?" I said, See? "We're actually really good friends. <laughs> she wouldn't do that if that wasn't the case. You only hurt the ones you love. It's a bit. It's television." It's a bit. No, well, it's more than a bit. It's kind of like a, my brothers and I are always mean to each other. Yes. They're just sort yes. of, that's how we talk. You haven't been, you know, I think you take a lot of heat also because you haven't been as mean lately. That you not, you always used to be, and Donnie's here. And You're that's right. not there anymore. So you pull back a little bit. Well, but I hope hope it's not because you think you hurt my feelings. No, I'm going to bring it back. No, I, I have no feelings. I'm right? going to bring it back. You're fine. <laughs> um, no, but some people do like DM me and they say, you know, how come you talk about his clothes? And it's so, it's misogynistic or something and i'm thinking what no what? What? no it's great and by the way can we talk about like what are you wearing right now this is bad i'm wearing a nike workout shirt um okay. well, i wish you we started hadn't a little that. early today and i wasn't able to put on my tuxedo i so, wish you hadn't done that are. okay because i can't unsee this okay so but it's just it's a shirt, you know. Nope, I'm not, it's too you know, tight. It's too so, tight. Okay, well, yeah. that's 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 kind of. And you know what? Like that's kind of needy. When you wear a shirt that's tight, it's like you're trying to show. Like, is that like a guy who's like driving a, a yeah a fancy sports the car, kind of trying to compensate for something? If is you have like a baggy, saying? cool shirt on, it's like wow, that that guy's comfortable with himself, and yeah, he's probably in really good. But you're always wearing these really these like rubber well, bands. Let, it's me, it's like a rubber band on an egg. Let, let me play the opposite side for a second, okay? No, I don't think you is, should. I, 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 <laughs> it's gonna go no. <laughs> but if I if I I work out a lot, mm -hmm. and you know, being in Ugh. good shape is part of my personal brand, mm -hmm. and you know, particularly for my age, you know, right. like, wow. You know, so like, why not? You know, and, and I'll tell you, there's also a there's also a business reason. Mm -hmm. I have a chapter in one of my books called the Charles Atlas School of Management that I used to when I was running my company. I always wanted to feel like one of the strongest people in the room in case things got out of line I could kind of beat the other person up. Now I'm that's kidding around of course. Oh, but I my think God. when you I think it shows discipline. I think it shows, you know, some like I don't think it's such a bad thing, you know. Mm -hmm. But I run we'll, 6 miles a day. Do I need to like tell that to everybody with what I'm wearing? Should I well, come into work in running tights? I mean, what? No, no, but you you run 6 miles a day and you're in great shape and it shows and you dress to show that. I'm not saying you're wearing tight no, it's just too tight, air. Donnie. Okay. okay, it's too tight. We're, we're going to agree to disagree on that. If we're going to, but I will say we are friends. And yes, we are, uh, and, and I love you and Joe. It's hard to say and that. We're like we're like an extended family, and there's never been one thing ever favor I've asked of you guys that you just like or not. Aww. What what can we do? How can we do it? And you're you're very very loyal friends. You really well, are, and I, I feel the same way. And I'd like to think I'm the same way with you guys. It's true, actually. Donnie's the best, um, and Donnie's been so helpful. Um, throughout the entire creation of Know Your Value. He's been supportive of all of the events and contributed to my books and has had unbelievable advice for women. Yes. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's funny because when Donnie came to one of my very first Know Your Value events in Philadelphia, and I thought, 
at the very beginning, he was there at the very top of the entire day. It was the first, it was called Closing the Deal. And it was the first conversation on stage. And I'm like, I seriously thought you, mm, the bed on the whole event. You got up and I was like, what's he doing? And he's like, okay, I want to show you something. Okay, all of you, how many of you want to have lunch with me? And I'm like, are you asking them all on a date? This is horrible. <laughs> there must have been a reason I was doing it. And that. a couple of women like raised their hand and I'm like, what's wrong with you? And Donnie was like, do you want to go? And this woman goes, no. And uh, he, she goes, do you want to go on a date? Another woman goes, no. And do you want to go on a date? Another woman goes, no. And then one woman's like, yeah, maybe. And he goes, that's my point. He goes, with men, it's like dating. Like, you ask until you get the yes. Right. And with women, it's something completely diff deeply personal when it comes yes. to negotiating. So you did yes. this horrendous example. <laughs> but I <laughs> to have to say... There was a point. I, I did go, hmm... This is yeah. so interesting, the yeah. way that he brought that up. And, and it was a great conversation. It was a funny way of starting things out for Know Your Value. <laughs> but, um, but there is a, um, I don't know, a disconnect that men have when it comes to negotiating that allows them to put on a strong front. Can you explain it? Is, it? It's funny. I'm literally right now, I have a dear friend who's a, a top media executive, a, a woman, who was renegotiating her deal. And she, we literally were having this conversation two days ago where she's like, I know, I, you know, I, this, it's like hard for me. And, 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 you know, and I, and I said, if it's hard for you, first of all, learn for it to not be hard and, mm -hmm. or get somebody who it's not hard for to represent you. You know what I mean? That there's still, you can, you can do it one way or the other, but the difference is men for the most part, in my experience, and, and I'm credentialed to talk about this in that I, nine of my 11 senior partners when I was running my business were women. My CFO was a woman. My CEO was a woman. Um, Smart man. Chief strategy officer. Yeah, <laughs> I surrounded them. I always found women superior to men, and I could talk for 20 minutes on that. But the one difference is that men come in, and they pound their fist on the table, and they mm -hmm. say, I want this. I deserve it. And if I don't get it, this. And women often come in apologizing, asking right. for it. Like It's like literally apologizing. And, you know, I don't, we could get into socialization and, and you know, the history of, of roles and, you know, gender roles in our society. But that tends to be, obviously, there are, specific, there are exceptions to every rule, but that does seem to be the case. And the one advice I, I, I always say to anybody, man or woman, in this case, a woman like, this was a woman who, let's let's say, I'm just making it numbers. Let's say she was making $400,000 a year. Yeah. And, and she was wanted to raise up to, you know, $500,000 a year. And I said, wait a second. First of all, why not ask for seven? Because here's what's going to happen if you ask for seven. I'm not even going to negotiate. Mm -hmm. It puts in the other person's mind, wow, this person's worth, like, like they think they're worth that. Right. And that means maybe they have other offers that are worth that. So you're never going to hurt yourself by asking for a lot. It's different demanding. It. Like it almost repositions you. It's like, by the way, if you look at two handbags on the shelf and mm -hmm. one is priced at $1,500 and one is priced at $1,000. Well, the $1,500 one must be better because it's priced that way. Right. So there's a little bit of that psychology that you kind of almost want to, you know, position yourself that you're worth X, but nobody will ever, ever, ever negate you for asking for what you're worth or what you deserve. They will never, they, they only will respect you. They will not respect you if you don't. 
You know, I mean, if I had somebody who was working me for three years and they never asked, first of all, I always tried to be proactive with people. You know, mm -hmm. I, I never wanted to be in a position where somebody came to me and said, somebody's paying me twice as X and that's why I'm leaving because then, mm -hmm. wait a second, how did I let that happen? Um, so I would always try and be proactive. But in the cases where I wasn't and somebody would, would, wouldn't come in for a raise after three years, you, that means on some level they don't think they're worth it. They right. think that they're lucky to be in that job. And that's ridiculous. And so you never lose asking for it. And men somehow, as, as it's in our DNA, it's, it's uh, you know, it's one of the reasons I, you know, the very liability you're talking to is one of the reasons as an employer mm -hmm. that I always surrounded myself with women because I thought they were more talented. But also I had spent so much less time with them where a man would come in and go, my office needs to be bigger, my paycheck needs to be right. bigger. They were always measuring themselves against me. And I spent so much emotional energy on that where women didn't bring that stupidity and insecurity to the table and they were easy to manage. But on the flip side, from a woman's point of view, it's a losing proposition. You have to get over that. Yeah, and women work harder. Um, I remember for- More collaboratively. More collaboratively. Question. I mean, I had a head of a, a major- uh, fashion publication tell me the dirty little secret that she would hire women part-time because they would work full-time. That's that's like yeah. the, the attitude. And yeah. and you you kind of touched on that when you said women apologize their way into negotiating and they, you know, feel lucky. And I think they really tip their hand, um, yeah. you know, unnecessarily. And I, I know that um, men exaggerate. They say things they don't even know are true in a negotiation, yeah. but they really believe in yeah. themselves. Yeah. And so that that kind of pat little line, like you have to believe in yourself, really actually matters. You yeah. have to go in there knowing you're really good. And being, yeah. I personally think, being aggressive about getting the money for yourself. Uh, I think you have to be aggressive. And one of the ways you have to be aggressive, there's a psychology that you might not say, let's say uh, somebody's worth $100, but then somebody else all of a sudden thinks they're worth 150 or $200. Mm -hmm. Then all of a sudden you say, wow, they must be worth $200. I always say to somebody who is really good at their job, the way you go in and, and, and ask for your raise, and whatnot, is, look, I'm, re I'm really happy here and I don't want to have to leave. All right. Mm -hmm. So that's where you're already put. You're not putting it out there. You're not putting a gun to their head and say, mm -hmm. I'm leaving. Mm -hmm. But you're also saying, if I don't get what I want, I'm not treated fairly. I know I have other options out there. You know, so it's like, I, I, I love it here. You start with all the positives. Right. And I don't want to have to ever leave, but I need X. So mm -hmm. now the person's not just deciding in their mind, do I give them this? It's, or if I don't give them this, they're leaving. You haven't backed yourself in a corner because you haven't said right. I'm leaving if you don't do this. So I don't want to have to because I'm really happy here. Right. And right. I want to stay here. But I know my worth is X. You have to say, I know my worth is X. And- you, by the way, you can know that because that's also somehow maybe insinuating you've already talked to other people or you're being told. Or you can even say, you know, I'm told in the marketplace, mm -hmm. blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah, blah. You know, like the, somebody has to, there has to be a, a cost of doing business of not giving this person what they want. So it's, it's, it's psychology, but you will never, ever, ever lose anybody's respect by asking for and expecting, I hate the word demanding, but not accepting anything less than you're worth.
Bank of America is dedicated to bringing diverse women talent into the company and to supporting the economic empowerment of women around the world. Recognizing the vital role women play in driving economic growth, Bank of America helps women make connections to build their businesses and make meaningful contributions to local communities. Through partnerships with multiple organizations, Bank of America has helped more than 75,000 women entrepreneurs access mentoring and the capital they need to lead, create positive change, and grow their businesses. To learn more, visit bankofamerica.com women. What would you like the power to do? Copyright 2021, Bank of America Corporation. You know, and there, you can be creative in your confidence. I remember when Joe and I were negotiating the very first morning Joe contracts. Right. I, of course, signed the first thing that I got. And okay. Joe was like, no, I need more F you, hanging up the phone, screaming, things like that, which I would never, and I don't think women feel comfortable doing that. Some do, but a lot are like, why, you know, that that's not allowed. So yeah. we don't feel the permission that men feel to behave in certain ways. We have to find our own way of being yes. very direct and aggressive. Because again, you're showing that person how aggressive you can be for yourself. And that shows how aggressive you can be in the job, which yes. they want. Yes. Yes. But Joe said th things that weren't true. Like, I know that I can beat Imus. That was the show we were replacing, yeah. Donnie. Yeah. And he goes, you know, I definitely can beat Imus and you need to give me this massive amount of money. And they were like, well, how do you know you can beat Imus? He goes, I know I can. In fact, why don't you give me ratings bonuses every quarter that we beat Imus? And he put yeah. a big number on those. And they were like, oh, oh, oh we really got them. And right. guess what we did from day one? Yeah. Yeah. Like, where do you guys get that? I, he was making all, that Not, not all guys have it. You're talking about a very special guy in Joe, you know, and, and that's real confidence. You know, he, 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 he genuinely believed that. I don't think somebody who didn't believe that, now he could have been proven wrong, but that comes from, you know, I, I remember I always just, when I was building my ad agency and I, I used to say, you know, we're going to be the number one agency, you know, by this year, I know it because I believed it. I, I, I could have been proven wrong, but also- there's a psychology sometimes when you put something out there, mm -hmm. then it's like you're make you're making it real, you know. Um, like for instance, if I ever said, you know, people have talked to me about running for mayor. I know if I ever ran for mayor, I would be a great mayor and I could win. Like mm -hmm. that doesn't mean it's going to happen, but it doesn't happen without you saying it. You know, it almost so, so like it's just you got to put it out there and you got and you you know you're never going to lose this difference between arrogance and confidence. And what you just described, what Joe did, was not arrogance, it was confidence, you know? And I think that that's, that's important. So we, I think we translate that as arrogance, and we yeah. don't want to be arrogant. We, for some like reason, Like what you said care. was interesting. Even, I'm going to put you in the woman box for a second. What you yeah. said Joe did was say things that weren't true. Correct. I didn't see it that way. <laughs> like, I, I, I honestly, and I was expecting you to say- Joe said he has an offer at CBS or something like that, you know, right. that, like, which, which wasn't true. Right. What Joe was saying was his truth. He was basically, he was negotiating from a point of view, no, guys, I'm going to do this. 
And I know it's going to happen, so I don't want to undersell myself. And so he was not saying things that weren't true. God. He was saying things that didn't happen yet, and he hadn't said they had happened, but he also was putting his money in his mouth, words, and, and let's attach it to ratings. You know, this, this money I'm asking for, I'm not, I'm not asking for it for no reason. I'm asking for it because you're going to deliver. So I, I, if somebody was coming to me, I was going to hire somebody, and they're going to say, look, Hire ahead of new business development. I'm, we're going to win you fifty million dollars worth of business. I know it in the first year. Yeah, and I want in my salary. Like, like I like that. That's music to my ears. You know. I'm telling you, I was like, gosh darn it! I hope I can make you happy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just it's so, it's it so bad. Her, yeah. yeah. It's, it's really. I mean, I have. I it. I've changed a lot. I've learned yes. a lot uh, from you guys, honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then and then found my own voice within it, which is important. So. Um, I, you know, I want to uh, close out asking for a little bit of advice for women starting out and a little bit of advice for women over 50, as I am proving yeah. there is a very long win- runway for women yes. over 50. But I, I did um, interview for this podcast Jacqueline Johnson. She's an angel investor, mm-hmm. young woman, and she says that she gets DM pitches all the time. I don't know if people pitch you. Do they still pitch right. you or what yeah, you do? Yeah, I still get pitched um, yeah. Are they whole men? Because she says only men pitch her. No, out of the blue, I, I, I'm not. I'm not seeing. You know, are you seeing uh, women I, I, come to the table saying, I've "I got seen women also"? That's yeah, great. I, I'm, I'm absolutely seeing that. Okay, because um, she says only men DM her pitches, and she's like, right. actually did like a, a shout out on the podcast to come on, ladies. Let's like come on, put yourself yeah. out there and and pitch. But sort of cold calls, men only. Yeah, cold calling. It's interesting. I see DMs as something that's very social media focused. Yeah, and so that I think that's something that women are very adept at. When you say the words cold calling, that takes mm-hmm. on a different flavor. That takes yes. on a, a Glenn Larry, again, Glenn Ross. You know, knocking on doors. But it it is. Look, you can't lose being aggressive. And there's the advice I would give to any woman is the same advice I would give to a man. That's the way to stop separating. It's just just go for it. And and there's you can't be too aggressive, you can't be too hungry, and you can't be afraid of failure. You just gotta keep getting up and get getting up to bat and getting up to bat and go for your dream. And by as far as over fifty, it's irrelevant right now. You know, it, it does totally it doesn't now, ba- now maybe if you wanna start in the corporate world. That's mm-hmm. going to be against you. I mean, that's just a fact of reality. I mean, it's just it is it it's a bit stacked. If you haven't been in the corporate world and at fifty you want to start in some entry level position, that's going to be unfortunately there is ageism and that's going to be a challenge. But anything in the venture world, anything in the entrepreneurial world, and also if you have a lot of experience in the corporate world and you want to get back into it, it's there for you also. And it, it's a different. Um, and and the technology has made and the virtuality of so many things has made gender less of an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I, we got to get to the point where what you do is obsolete, Mika, mm-hmm. where there's no longer lists of the 50 most powerful women because it's, we're, we're not gender specific anymore. And there's the 50 most powerful people and hopefully 30 of them are women, you know. Uh, I agree. Because in a strange way, by having these lists, it, it's both on the one hand, it elevates... But on the other hand, it continues the, I don't want to say the second-class citizen nature of it, mm-hmm. but that it's a, it's a subset of something else, you know? You wouldn't have the 50 most powerful men. So right. you need to be doing it now, and it's an amazing service. I hope 20 years from now, 
there wouldn't be a need for this. I don't disagree. I will say what I found in doing this list, which I thought was fascinating, and I, I know that you and I had a conversation about women over 50 applying for jobs, even working for you, and there being such value in women who have had the whole child rearing, you know, marriage, divorce behind them. They're available. They want to work and they actually are incredibly capable. And, you know, we live longer. And what I have found in the creation of these global lists and the U.S. list is not just women over 50, it's over 60, Yeah, it's over 70, Donnie, it's over yeah. 80. We have women over 90, completely yeah. active and reaching their full power on these lists. Women have really, something yeah. has changed. Yeah, And it, it, I kind of wanted to show this moment that we're in right now, which is very, yeah. very different than yeah. 20, 30 years ago. Yeah. No, it is. It's changed. You know, it's interesting. I find as a 64 year old man, I find challenges, you know, I mean, that doesn't mean there aren't doors that are open, but there are certain doors that aren't open anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not getting another anchoring job on, you know, as a, as a 64 year old white guy. It's not happening anymore. You never know. You know, it, it just is the politics are such, I don't say that begrudgingly. Mm. It just, it is what it am. You know what I mean? Mm. And, and, um, so there's just certain reality. If you're, that doesn't mean there aren't thousands of other possibilities for me, but you have to be a realist and say, okay, maybe there are certain doors that aren't do close with age for men and women. It doesn't mean it's fair. It is, but that doesn't mean for every door that's closed, there aren't a hundred doors that are open. Yeah. And many more for women than they have yes. been than ever before. We talked for um, my book, um, the book I did with Daniela Pierre Bravo, um, uh, for, for women, especially starting out when you're looking to hire someone male or female, it's how they're, I mean, you, you talked about this hungry eye um, and, and yes. this sort of like a, a fervence that, that I actually noticed in Daniela when she started working right. for me, where I was like, there is someone different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this one is totally connected with what she's yeah. doing. She's focused. She wants it. Yes. And it makes a difference. That's that kind of vibe. Can you describe that or, or people that you know that you've hired that have totally lived that out? Yeah. I, I used to call, as you said, the hungry eye theory. I could see it in someone's eyes there. Mm-hmm. They, And it's not the person when I was, let's say I was going to hire somebody to run a car account at the agency. I didn't want somebody, and I didn't want necessarily somebody who had already run a car account. I wanted somebody who they were going to be able to put their thumbprints on it, and they they were going to reinvent how you run a car account. And and so, in other words, that they're hungry, they have they want to prove something. Mm -hmm. I want somebody that they're because sometimes when people are really successful, you hire them because they've been successful with somebody else. But part of their tummy is filled already, and I always wanted the people that. Their stomach is not filled. They either got passed over for something or haven't had the opportunity, and they're going to make their bones at my place, as opposed to somebody who made their bones and then getting them, and yeah, then they're coming in, and yeah, they still want to do the job, but I want that person with the fire in the belly and the hunger in their eyes. Yeah, and you know what? That person can be over 50. I know so many many women over 50 who are like, I want to work. And so it's not an age thing. It's about like a vibe that they're putting off. All right, Donnie, um, I really appreciate this. Oh, it's my pleasure. I always love talking to you. This is good stuff. And And I love your podcast, except for what you wear. 
yes, we're on brand with Donnie Deutsch. You can get it anywhere on anywhere you get podcasts on Spotify, Apple, any place else. So you can watch mm-hmm. it on YouTube because I'm so handsome. So you can get the oh. visuals also. Uh, but I love you, Mika, and um, it was my pleasure doing it. As we love it. you too, Donnie Deutsch, everyone. So now you all know our secret. If you listen to Mika straight up, you know yes. the secret. Yes. And otherwise. We're not telling anyone, okay? Yes, and it's, you're going to get... I like to say, it's only TV. I'm okay? ripping we're, you we're to shreds tomorrow <laughs> on the show. Just wait. It's going to be so ugly. Uh, I love you, darling. Thank you, Donnie. And thank you for joining us for Mika Straight Up, created with support from Bank of America. New episodes of On Brand with Donnie Deutsch are available every Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also watch the video version of each episode on YouTube. Bank of America is dedicated to bringing diverse women talent into the company and to supporting the economic empowerment of women around the world. Recognizing the vital role women play in driving economic growth, Bank of America helps women make connections to build their businesses and make meaningful contributions to local communities. Through partnerships with multiple organizations, Bank of America has helped more than 75,000 women entrepreneurs access mentoring and the capital they need to lead, create positive change, and grow their businesses. To learn more, visit bankofamerica.com slash women. What would you like the power to do? Copyright 2021 Bank of America Corporation.